Hello. Welcome back. Hey guys, this yes. is uh, Laser Discourse for you. Mm-hmm, hitting, mm-hmm. hitting you up with the latest in Laser Disc movie technology. The latest and the greatest. The latest and greatest. And uh, we are back. I'm Charlie. I am Nick. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're talking about a great classic film today. Uh, they're all classics as far as I'm concerned. I think if it's on a Laserdisc, it's automatically right? a classic. That's kind of like it's uh, it's been given the, the seal of approval, mm-hmm. you know? The, if, the laser seal. Hey, kid, you made it on Laserdisc. Looks like we made it. <laughs> okay. Look how far those discs have come, baby. <laughs> all right. Uh, today we are talking about Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. The Boyds. Hey, The Boyds. The Birds. The Birds. It is uh, a yeah, 1963 horror film from the master of suspense himself, it Alfred is Hitchcock. straight up horror. And uh, it, it was intense. We just watched it. I haven't seen it maybe in 20 years. I, I've never seen it all the way through. And this is weird because I live in the area where it's filmed. Absolutely. And yeah. we grew up, you know, in this like, oh, there's the, the Bird's Church is like half an hour away. Oh, here's where they film this scene. And it's like, yeah, I've never seen it. Right, right. Well, yeah, it's one of those things where we grew up in, uh, in the Sonoma County area. And uh, the Bird's takes place in Bodega Bay, which is out on the Sonoma coast. And they reference Santa Rosa, my hometown. They reference Sebastopol, uh, all that good stuff up in the North Bay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's one of those where I think growing up, we were inundated with the birds. Hey, did you know the birds? There hey, that's the place with the birds. Even hey, across from the church, there was a little uh, trinket store, like an antique slash sure. general store. And they always had this life-size statue, like a wax statue of Alfred Hitchcock. And oh, every yeah. time I would go out to the coast, I would pass this statue and think, oh, look, there's a person dressed up like Alfred Hitchcock outside <laughs> the store. That's weird. It's like 8 p.m. He's always there. He's always there. <laughs> and every time we're like, oh, such stupid tourist um, trap. The birds. Uh, yeah, so I think growing up, we kind of, um, yeah, we had that relationship where you didn't really have to see the movie to kind of know or to be in the lore of the birds. It's it's it really was, the only thing Bodega Bay, no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> has got going for it. That uh, and the taffy. That and oh, the, the taffy. The taffy, the fishing, and the, the birds. The bioluminescent kayak at night. Ooh. Ooh yeah. Now, mm. now you're talking. Date uh, night. <laughs> But you know, growing up, I was a huge fan of of Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. I say that uh, ten times fast. I was a huge fan of Alfred Hitchcock, and huge. Uh, it was Hitchcock. Uh, well, man. no, I, I did a whole like uh, senior project on him in high school. And really? I think when I kind of got into film uh, pre high school, you know, again, I I don't know if I brought this up before, but my parents were very kind of uh, they sheltered me in films. I didn't get to watch even even a PG thirteen movie. Like if it was too gory. Or they thought it was too violent. I couldn't see anything. So I had mm. to watch older movies to get my kicks. This was pretty gory. So I can see why so, you didn't uh, get yeah. to see this one. Well, uh, and then it was just the idea of like I couldn't see a new movie, but I could go back and watch the old you know, Universal Monster movies or the old uh, Hitchcock. And uh, so that came up a lot. And yeah, um, but this was one that I never really, really cared for or... or thought to seek out and, and really study like the other ones like vertigo i love and studied mm-hmm. and rear window and psycho of course uh really movies that changed kind of the horror genre and kind of made it uh, a different 
you know, sus- the suspense and the intrigue and the spy and everything that Hitchcock did was just so great to me. But The Birds is a totally different kind of movie than what he usually does, it's, it, uh, in my opinion. It's weird because it's not, it's slow. It takes a good amount of time to really get going. It's slow, yeah. I mean, it's not in a bad way. It just feels like it's going to be a different movie, like a drama. There's a meet cute in the beginning. I mean, it's, <laughs> it starts out kind of like a rom-com and then goes into a drama and then gets into a weird, like, girl on the train, mm. like, su- stalker scenario kind of thing. Totally. And then the birds come in. And then the bird, yeah, and then I the mean, birds show up. We don't really see the birds until, like, half an hour or more into the film. Right, yeah, you really, uh, you get the birds kind of... Uh, in a flash, you'll just see a bird go by, and everyone kind of looks at the bird weird. But <laughs> it's very <laughs> ominous, right? There's a lot of a lot of foreshadowing, I guess, or foreboding. Uh, but uh, basically, the, the the plot of the movie is itself kind of a strange plot because uh, it stars Tippi Hedren, who is one of the blonde bombshells that Hitchcock liked to use. You know, it, it, introducing Tippi Hedren. It, it, this was her, yeah. This was her kind of big introduction, at least as far as Hitchcock goes. You know, he had worked with Grace Kelly and Kim Novak and all these. Uh, if you look them up, you'll notice blonde kind of bombshell He had uh, a type. Ladies. He had a type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a type. So he brought Tippy in for this one. She's a rich uh, socialite in San Francisco. Her daddy owns the newspaper. Yeah, so she, you get the sense that she just kind of does whatever she wants. She works like two days a week, you know, runs a charity. Very. She uh, takes a class on how to swear at Berkeley. Yeah, right, exactly, right. Very kind of Kardashian almost. Or, or, or She just, got pushed into a fountain naked in Italy, but it, she didn't get pushed. Right. She, she Jumped she's a, in, or she's or a tabloid kind of yeah, queen at uh-huh. this point in the '60s. She meets uh, this guy named Mitch uh, at a bird store. We do start in the bird store in Union Square, Union Square. in San Francisco, which now is that's where Neiman Marcus is, that's where Tiffany's is, that's mm-hmm. where all these fancy, you know, the the really high roller stores are. And there's a pet store that seems to be mysteriously completely filled with birds. I almost wonder if that bird store was like inside a Macy's or something. Like there was a It didn't ca- look like it was I think it was supposed to be its own store. Maybe, I don't know. But uh she meets this guy played by Rod Taylor who I I don't really know him uh from anything else. I'll have to look him up, but uh they kind of hit it off. Oh yeah. But uh, because she is lying to him about working at the store, you know, oh, he knows though. But he knows. See, they're both lying. It's it's very complicated. It's a meet cute. That's uh yeah. I, I don't really know that term, but there you go. Meet cute. Well, it's, you know, it's this is it. This is it. <laughs> if I could give you a better definition, I would. This is it. They meet. They're cute. They, kinda, they like each cute. other, but they say they don't like each other. But then she decides to go up to Bodega Bay to find him. Because, this is creepy. Yeah. She is a total stalker in the beginning of this movie. Right. Pathological liar. Um, very clever in the way that she uh, goes after this guy. She calls up the newspaper. That her daddy owns, and she says daddy, so uh, this is not my words. This right, is her right. Words. Oh, yeah. And asks whoever answers the phone, I'm assuming it's an editor, <laughs> to track down uh, a car by giving him the license plate number. Right. And she says, oh, can you just call the DMV and find out who owns this car? And then writes maybe a letter a, to that guy. Yeah, maybe he was a PI or something. Delivers the, the birds he was trying to purchase uh-huh. uh, to his apartment in San Francisco. Stumbles upon a neighbor who says, oh, he's not going to be there. He's in Bodega Bay every weekend. And so she drives up to Bodega Bay and just asks. Starts asking people. Asks she people, goes to the general know, store. Who, who is this guy? Do you know where he lives? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everybody knows Mitch. Everybody knows mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know what house he lives at. They know uh, 
his kid. No, she, it's not she, his. It's his sister. Or I'm sorry, his, sorry. This his younger sister. That that whole part was very confusing to me because it, Mitch it's like is a, a twenty year age gap. Yeah, Mitch is a grown man. Uh, he's got a mother who appears to be maybe in her fifties or sixties, and then the mother has an eleven year old daughter that is his sister. Mm-hmm. That's uh, and they they never really bring that up, but uh, yeah, it's his sister. Hey, you know, I'm families sorry. are different. Hey, who's who's all shapes judge and sizes, here? right? Yeah. But anyway, so he finds out where his sister goes to school because she wants to find the sister's name, meets the teacher of the school uh, who gladly gives all of this information right? and also is an ex-lover of Mitch's. Yeah. And the shade that is thrown is <laughs> very dark. It's uh, It gets really tense between the two ladies where the one is trying to figure out where Mitch is. The other one knows and is like, oh, you're here to see... Mitch, <laughs> is it <laughs> a lot of unspoken Ooh, just sentences daggers. with the eyes? Yeah. Oh my God, the eyes are talking in this. The, like there could be no dialogue, and you'd know exactly what they were saying. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Suzanne Plachette played the uh, school teacher. She, she was great. She was great. She was like a TV movie queen in the seventies and eighties. Ah. Um, but she was great in this. And uh, yeah, Tippy eventually tracks down Mitch. Um, decides to take a boat. To uh, across the bay to his house to surprise him because mm-hmm. there's only one road to his house. Yeah, so you got to surprise Mitch. So she gets on a boat with the birds, pilots this boat across the bay, sneaks break, breaks into his house, sneaks into his house, deposits the bird and a I'm sure an ominous letter. Leaves a note for his sister for the who, sister who now she's never met, has never met her, and he doesn't know that she knows exists. <laughs> and then leaves on the boat. As he's coming out and looking for her, mm-hmm. yeah, she, you know, he sees her. She's on the boat, like, like peeking over the side of the boat, very sneaky. And he's like, "Oh, that weird lady that I saw yesterday at the bird store is in the bay on the boat, and must have just broken into my house because the birds are in there." Hmm, I should go see what she's doing. And so they meet up, and uh, it's a nice little romance. But in the meantime, as as she's mm-hmm. jettisoning across the bay back to the the sloop. As yep. it were, and he's driving the the two minutes yeah. to get there. Very strange. Uh, she gets attacked by a seagull. A seagull and, and comes. She's down, bleeding from the head. Hits her right in the head. It's just smacks her. And flies like, off. Well, that's weird. Yeah, I've never seen that. A gull. A gull. A gull. I can't imagine that happening. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of how the way this movie progresses, and and so they have dinner, and she meets the family, and his mother hates her. And, uh, well, his mother hates everybody. Seems to hate everybody. Very suspicious she of her. She hates the world. Of course, again, she is a tabloid. Like people know who she is. Yeah. Um, and uh, before they, you know, before they talk to her, so they have that preconceived. So notion. she, hold on, she gets into the boat, like just on her own. They're like, all the men are like, "Can I help you?" No, she just gets in in heels and a fur coat. Oh, by yeah. the way. Oh yeah. Completely just doing her thing. <laughs> and just this has got to be the weirdest thing. If you're someone who lives in Bodega Bay, which is a sleepy little hamlet, as they describe oh, it. Oh, especially in, in the, the 60s, 60s, right? Yeah, totally. You know, there's maybe uh, 200 people who live there, tops. Maybe. You know, maybe. Yeah. Everyone knows everyone and, and where they go to school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone knows everything about everybody. Yes. And this uh, blonde bombshell drops in fur coat. Fur coat. Austin Martin. Uh, yeah. Expensive car. Wants a boat. Uh, it's crazy, you know, but again, I found myself and I think, um, the whole point of this scene, uh, you know, all the scene leading up to is like, I actually kind of liked her. I was really kind of getting endeared to her and to him and they have a great back and forth and it's really, um, a repartee, a repartee, you know, of course the, oh, 
you're a louse. You're, you know, you're a scoundrel. They don't like each other, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, at first, as it were. But yeah, so uh, but I really got into these characters, which I think is obviously why it takes so long, this first hour, kind of for things to progress into horror. Yeah. Because you got to get to know the characters. And that's something, you know, you don't see typically in horror movies that well, much even, anymore. Well, even throughout when the horror begins, it's really more like a family drama. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a love story in a way, which makes uh, it's such a great movie. You know, there's horror movies that sometimes are just great movies. Like Get Out is more than a horror movie. Mm, you right. know, like there's there there's so many good things about this as a film that happens to also have this horror aspect. And I think this falls into that category. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, there's these great moments of the townsfolk or, or certain townsfolk thinking, that Tippi Hedren, this stranger in the town, is the cause of all of this, and there's kind yeah. of this hysteria that builds up. And oh, the diner scene is is great. Well, let's get into that. Yeah. I mean, we haven't yeah. even gotten to the 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 one of the different turning points yet. There's oh yeah yeah well yeah we got to start with the first turning point. I think is a is a really good turning point for the movie because uh, this is a scene where Tippi Hedren and the school teacher Suzanne Plachet. Now Tippi Hedren's going to rent a room from Suzanne Plachet. For the night. Well, so, because she's, so she can cre- stay she's there. fabricated this lie that they're old friends and she's staying at her old friend's right. house. And uh, the know, lies run deep. And Annie is her name and her character. And yeah, she yeah. happens to be renting a room, uh, you know, hopefully on a long term basis. But she, you know, is very charming and stays the night. And they, they're having a gab sesh. They're spilling the tea, they, as it they, were. Yeah, they're drinking some brandy and talking about Mitch. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, bam. A big noise at the door. They look out. A seagull has crashed into the door. And she says uh, something like, oh, that's weird. Maybe maybe it lost its way in the dark. And it's obviously light outside. Right. You can see it outside. Yeah. And Tippy Hedren turns to her and says, but it's not dark. It's a full moon. Turning point. No. <laughs> <laughs> but there that's is no, there's no the turtle. Disc. There's no laser disc turtle. There's no turtle. On, well, it just probably on side through. four. But uh, yeah, this was a three-sider here. Um so that's yeah. turning point one, is the first instance of a bird attacking a house, yeah. which was very odd, in the light and, you know. Cool. Yeah, clearly ran right into the mm-hmm. front door. You got that turning point, and things really do start progressing from there pretty cool. Very quickly. Um, there's a Yeah, like you said, there's a scene where uh, I think it starts with the, the attack on the school kids, right, before the diner scene. So there's a birthday party. Uh, right, it's the birthday Mitch's party. Mitch's sister uh, is having a birthday party. Mm-hmm. And they've got the cake and everything, and these birds just start attacking the kids like crazy. Yeah, and the the kids fall down, and then there's a bunch of goals like going after them, and they the adults have to help them all inside, and they're like, "Well, that was really weird." And one girl had to go to the hospital. Yeah, and it still wasn't a thing, and everybody's like, "I don't know, maybe they're just startled." Yeah, right. And then after that, a bunch of sparrows and other birds shoot into the chimney of the house and attack them. Yeah, like later that evening. Yeah. And that scene might have been, to me, the first one where I was like, this is kind of starting to freak me out because there are so many birds. It's so many. And they just keep coming down the chimney, which is yeah. really odd. And they are just shooting out. It's just like, it's almost like it looks like a swarm of, of insects or something. There's just yeah. so many little sparrows and birds coming out. And I'm sure they used various different effects. There was like 400 trick shots. So in the, this movie, the effects but. in this, I didn't look it up, but I know there's a whole thing. I've heard this is groundbreaking for so many reasons. And the effects were one of them 
because they overlay it looks like they overlay um you know a, a shot of birds swarming mm-hmm. uh with the actual film and then it looks like in the actual film there's there's models or actual birds or something really attacking them for realism but then the way they overlaid it looks like just thousands of birds in a house which is insane yeah there was a uh, animation there were mechanical kind of creatures um maybe for some of those close-ups but i think i read that there was over three thousand like actual birds i can imagine hitchcock going okay so we're gonna have real birds and they're <laughs> really gonna attack you because we want it to be authentic just react as you would exactly if a thousand birds were attacking you and go and you're you're not going to question the master of suspense no i mean this guy this is the movie he made after psycho so uh, you know this guy and he'd already made vertigo and rear window this is you know he's he is deep into top of his his career yeah he is the master he's Mm -hmm. he's had the tv show he's done it all he's an icon in himself you know the most prolific or uh the most recognizable profile, mm-hmm. you know, in in horror, yes. right? Is yeah. that is that Hitchcock profile? That that uh, that lo- a long, sharp nose and a chubby belly. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. You love it. Um, yeah, and then that scene with the sparrows is kind of the first scene where I where I turn to you. And I go, has there been no music in this movie at right. all? Right. Then it, there really wasn't any music at all. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna stall for time because you're getting wrapped up in Herman. Uh, Hermano our, is here. Our uh, mascot, our black pug. Uh, the again, mascot getting tangled in your headphone cable. Been laying on the couch for three hours. Again. We start talking. He just, he needs to come over and check He's got to be in the business. Thanks, So Herman. back to the So there's no music. And the music. And, there's no music. Yeah. And during these bird attacks, there's no dialogue. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to figure out that, oh, it's because it's supposed to be the birds are so loud yeah. that you can't hear even people screaming. Because I thought it was weird, like, I'd be screaming if I was getting attacked by a thousand birds. But right. I think the idea is, yeah, they're screaming. You just can't hear it. You can't hear it. Or, they're, yeah, there's just something so unsettling about the fact that you're not hearing people trying to talk to each other. Or, yeah. like, hey, get away from the thing. You're just seeing the people moving Nothing. and reacting. And um, there's something kind of so freaky about that silence of... The, the absence of music in a movie is so like weird. Yeah, especially it was these jarring days. At this, uh, you know, later in the movie, it's it is kind of jarring that there's no music. And Hitchcock, you know, music was such an important part of his. Right, movie it was making. almost its own character. Yeah. It was like the narrator. Yeah, in a way, and uh, and there was none. Yeah, and then the bird sound effects was like very not. I don't think it was supposed to sound like birds. Like it, it didn't. It, it was like echo chamber kind of stuff. It, it sounded like real to real like manipulations. Yeah. It, it sounded like they put all these just different really bizarre sound effects. It sounded together. like a, a cat fight that they played backwards. Some, yeah, in exactly. A, in, a, in an echo chamber. Yeah, it was very odd. And in the credits, which old movies like this I love because all of the credits <laughs> are right in the beginning so that when it ends, it just ends. Mm-hmm. And you're just like sitting there still buzzing with adrenaline and you don't get the credits to kind of calm you down. It just ends. It does. So all the credits are in the beginning and one of the more prominent credits in this was a whole page of people who worked on the sound design. Yeah, no, the uh, yeah the sound design was amazing. The The creature effects were actually, uh, the creature effects, the bird effects the were actually, effects. Were, 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 were pretty... Um, gripping and and uh, so after you know the sparrows have invaded the house and uh they've had this uh few attacks now they know something's going on no one's really believing them but uh there's eventually a, a scene at the school where tippy hedron's going to 
rescue the little sister, basically, or, or go get her because mm-hmm. they know something's up. And uh, there's one of my favorite scenes, probably one of the most iconic scenes in the movie is her sitting on the bench and you see the crows on the play structure just slowly, silently gathering behind her. And just she doesn't notice. Three or four crows. She doesn't seem to notice. She looks up, she sees one crow flying overhead, and then it lands, and she turns around, and there's about 50 to 150 crows on the play structure behind her. Like, it goes from five to 100 crows, like, immediately. And then she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so she goes inside, you know, says, we need, we need to get the kids out. Yep. And so they do a fire drill to get the kids out. And as they're leaving... Of course, they get attacked of by course. all these birds. As soon as the kids get out there, the birds go after them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's a great extended scene down the street. The kids are, you see all the kids with the birds on their back. And it is one of those things, like, you're, you're watching it thinking, how bad can a bird be? Like, it's just like if a bird comes at you, just get, get away from me. You know. But, you, but, but think of if you swat at it and it just keeps coming back and yeah. there's like seven or eight at a time, Yeah, you've only got two arms, you know. And these birds are not, like, you swat at a bird and it goes away. That's the end of it. Exactly. What if it didn't go away? What if it just kept coming back? Right. And what if there was a hundred of them that just kept coming and just kept biting and biting and pecking um, at you? uh, And we get a great uh, scene of of the murder scene. I think we even the first murder scene uh, where the murder uh, from a murder where the mom of uh, Rod Taylor, where Mitch's mom goes to see somebody and uh, sees his dead body in the in the bedroom with the eyes pecked out just to, for like a half a second. Ooh, one of the you mo- see it and it's it, like close, closer, closest. And it's only like a second, that yeah. whole sequence. And it freaked me out. Totally. It was that's that's to me one of the more uh, detailed kind of gore scenes in a Hitchcock like movie. Yeah. Like usually you get the. You know the slashing of the knife, even in Psycho, you don't really see the knife penetrating mm-hmm. or the or the the gore. But you man, you you got that like brief close yeah. up of the guy with the eyes gouged you out. You see or the af- out. the after Ooh. effect. You don't see the cause of it. Intense. You don't see it happening. Yeah. But just seeing the after effect of it is even more impactful. Right. And not having like that music sting that's gonna go like right. Or you know just having that silence and the woman uh, who is actually. Um, this was kind of interesting. I didn't really notice this, but Jessica Tandy plays that mother. And you know Jessica Tandy from... Uh, oh, her, I know Jessica Tandy. Her later work uh, in Driving Miss Daisy and Fried Green Tomatoes. Like She became like that old lady actress in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, she's great in this. Um, but yeah, the, it just there's these scenes after scene, and it just keeps building and building and building. And they're in the diner. They're having this conversation. There's a woman freaking out with the kids. And there's the guy drinking his scotch who's like, well, I'm going to go drive down to the city. You can follow me. And she's like, will you please finish your drink so we can drive out of here? And then the, the, the drunk Irishman, I'm sorry, but that's yeah. the stereotype. And they put it in there uh, sitting in the corner going, the world's ending. It's, it's the obviously end of- the end of the world. Yeah. And uh, it, it kind of starts to feel that way. And it does, because you just don't know what's happening. Everyone's getting in a tizzy. Yeah. The fisherman comes in and goes, yeah, some weird stuff's been happening <laughs> in my boats, too. Everyone's, yeah, now it's affecting everyone. Everyone, uh-huh. you know, there, there's no more disbelief. It's more like, what are we going to do? And uh, we get the great scene where uh, you see the bird attack a guy at the gas station, and you just see him go down in the like through the window. I love that. There's just yeah. like... Man, that guy went down quick. Like one bird hit him, and he was done. And then gas starts spilling, and then another guy lights a cigar, and explode. And it's like things are just building and building and building and building and building. And you get this massive attack. Tippy Hedren stuck in the uh, phone booth in probably the most iconic 
scene yeah. of the movie is her in the phone booth, and she it's this very claustrophobic scene looking down on her with these angles and man i it was just like i was on the edge of my seat and then the guy getting his face pecked off like yep. slams into the all glass phone booth to all clear everything mm-hmm. right this is such a great move by hitchcock to set this in a phone booth oh, and yeah absolutely. she sees him and he's like Ugh. and she's like no i'm not no i'm not opening the I, door I, get out of here can't help you no yeah. way seagulls are smashing into the phone booth it and cracks glasses. the it yeah. cracks the glass i mean this is a what 55 57 year old movie and we were both just like i was gripped i was I, just, yeah no i i just i i didn't want to watch I but i had even, to i couldn't even blink it, was, it really was just so intense and the fact that i've been in these exact locations and now every time i go there i'm gonna be thinking what are those birds doing <laughs> yeah should really. i be worried i'm not gonna leave the house without a hat for like three days right <laughs> Yeah, watch like the skies. Hat. Watch the skies, you guys. But um, <laughs> yeah, and then the then the like the last third of the movie is kind of um, they're they like bunker down in in the house, and uh, I'm trying to remember like what. Well, mo- the, well, hold on, hold okay, on. Okay, yeah, so yeah. The, so the the police reaction before this gas explosion scene, and mm-hmm. everybody sees the birds attack. The police are like, um, did you provoke the birds? Right. Maybe they're attracted to the light. Are you sure it was a thousand birds? Totally. Let's be reasonable. Maybe someone broke in and killed the guy, and then all the birds came in and died next to him for some reason. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it's really like everybody is in disbelief, which I think would exactly be the reaction. Like nobody oh, yeah. would believe that the birds are attacking people. That's just preposterous. Right. Everyone's trying to be rational and uh, trying to find a logical explanation. Mm-hmm. And the, and this movie presents no logical explanation. For, no. Which is kind of a, another thing I just love about this movie. It's like, no, there's never like a, there's never like a, oh, gas or there, there's yeah. never like a, an explanation. The only thing they possibly offer or something. is the full moon. There's that full moon at the beginning. Yeah. And the fact that she doesn't know anything about birds, and maybe that pisses the birds off. <laughs> Again, she could be the one that the birds are after, because they do seem to come after her. But there, there were attacks in nearby Santa Rosa and Sebastopol. They do talk about some attacks. So, I mean, it's not just localized to where she currently is. Right. You do get that sense that maybe this is a growing problem, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it, it does start to feel like the end of the world. It I mean, starts talk to about feel apocalyptic. You talk about all the gore in this maybe it's al gore it's an inconvenient truth this global warming is coming back around already and hitchcock knew he (laughs) he's like look guys this is gonna happen if we don't start getting our shit together on this global warming thing yeah these guys knew 50 years ago like uh there's a bunch of dialogue in in it about man is the only one who you know has to kill things and man is the only one who who is affecting you know the the climate or, or, or affecting the ecosystem and yeah, man, we we knew about this stuff. Yeah, long no, it time was, ago. It was it's not surprise. It's no secret. Like everybody understands that we're completely destroying the earth. I think we all have, but then we're like, "Oh, what are you going to do?" Well, it's like the that's the attitude. Yep, yeah, well, we're ruining it. What are you going to do? Well, that's the thing. Nothing is going to change until nature literally you know, flies into our face and starts mm-hmm. pecking our eyes out. Like so that's you, what's gonna. Are you saying we need a bird's scenario to kind of like wake us up? Are you are you suggesting a bird warfare? Are you gonna join the side of the avian resistance? I, for one, welcome our new bird overlords. Absolutely. <laughs> I thought you would. You traitor. I I want all the birds out there to know that I am good at gathering seed. 
<laughs> cleaning newspapers out of car uh, out of cages. I, I can do it all, man. You're a bird butler now. I am. Yeah, that is disgusting. <laughs> we should try you I'm in a some traitor. sort of court. I'm a traitor. You're colluding with the avian, uh, uh, yeah. Species His, here. History is gonna is gonna prove me right. Oh yeah, the history written You're by gonna birds. Gonna be on the right the right side take of over. history <laughs> after this. I'd love to see that. You gonna grow some wings? Drink I your Red Bull? Absolutely will. Yeah. Good. Well, you know you gotta well, do fine. Do I'm gonna I'm what, gonna be on the other side. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw rocks. I'm gonna throw yeah, a lot of rocks. Yeah, you're gonna throw rocks. A lot of rocks. There's a lot of birds, bro. I got a lot of rocks. Do you think there was really like five billion birds or whatever that lady? There was some lady who was oh, like, "Oh, I'm sure there's more." It was like, "Oh, there's a billion birds just in." There's probably like that many just in the Amazon. I suppose, man. You don't. There's be a in lot the of little birds that we don't even, you know. That's true. I mean, just look at like one swarm. Really, you look at one swarm of like sparrows or something mm-hmm. over a, a wetland anywhere. Take your pick wherever you are, hey, and there's like <laughs> tens of thousands of birds just in this one swarm. And that happens everywhere, all the time. Right. Now, what if all those birds were directed right at you, like yeah, with a purpose? Just to one of those swarms of little birds. You, That's tough, man. You could not fight that off. No way. Yeah, it's like the old, uh, the old, the old saying: the uh, Would you rather fight, you know, one? Horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses. That's like, that's like three years you old, know the old, four saying. years old. Yeah, the old saying. I don't think so, but it's it's true though. If you think about it, the only thing that really stops them is the fact that they get scared. You know, you swat one, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, I'm not going to mess with this guy." What if they didn't have that fear and they just like rabid and they just kept coming they're after rabid. you? Yeah, you get like a ten thousand swarm. Uh, a strong swarm, and you have no chance. Right. None. These birds are suicidal. They don't. They're they're flying into windows and doors. Yeah, they don't care, man. It's they're scary. coming for it you. Re- now, now I'm scared. Now I'm like actually now you're getting scared. Actually scared to go outside. <laughs> Thank you. I needed that. Absolutely. Well, What's it, agoraphobia is afraid of people. What is this like? Ornithophobia. Oh, what is that? Uh, uh, probably like orinthophobia or Ar- something. Yeah. Ornithophobia. Ornithophobia. I'm sure it's true. I'm sure there's an action. There's got to be right. Um, yeah. People are phobic about. What if I'm just afraid of this movie? Yeah. Then you have the birdophobia. The birdophobia. The, the birdsophobia. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is this movie does for birds what Jaws did for sharks, right? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> um, Although birds nest soup, delicious, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've got I've got a thing of crows in my backyard, and and oh, that's a murder. I'm going to you know just, a group of crows is called a murder. I even know Charlie. I even know to just let the crows be because they can recognize your face. You, they're smart. They're smart that, creatures. Do you think the the phrase a murder of crows came after this movie or before this movie mm, that's a good question that's a noodle scratcher i'd like to believe after mm-hmm. yeah, I'd, yeah. Like, I'd like to say they saw this and go well now we got a name for that yeah <laughs> <laughs> like well we were gonna go with like flock but that's that's no good mm-hmm. we specifically go crows because the crows i think the crows and the gulls do the most damage we mostly see crow and gull yeah. i think the a group of gulls though as we know is a shit storm a shit storm <laughs> of gulls in the Bay Area, we all are familiar the with a shitstorm. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you've ever been to a Giants game, you know about If you've the ever gulls. been near the water. Uh, or the beach. I remember going to the beach once, and it's like you'd get a sandwich or whatever, and my friend would throw some bread for the birds. Terrible. For the gulls. I and, I, and I would be like, don't do that, because there will now be 100 gulls around us. <laughs> and sure enough, there would be like does like all of a sudden, man, 
they they get they like maybe they have a way of communicating. Oh, I I believe it. Because as soon as like one bird got some bread, like dozens of gulls came and like were sitting yeah. around us. And uh, I was that, like, I'm I'm not gonna. Hang I, out I was here. in a field trip as a, as a young lad in uh, Golden Gate Park, and uh, somebody bought a hot dog from the cart. Seagull literally comes right after he bought, buys the hot dog. Comes up, grabs the dog in its in its uh, beak, and right. flies away. And he turns just in time to see an empty hot dog bun. And he's like, "What happened? Why? What? What?" And we're just dying laughing. And he doesn't see the seagull flying away oh, with the hot never, dog. He never even saw. And or we had to tell him the bird. that oh that had God. happened. He was just like, "Where did my hot dog go? <laughs> what?" Yeah, they're oh ruthless, God. man. They and, and that's tame. I mean, just imagine. You get a thousand seagulls with that one mindset of I'm just going to eat and, and kill attack, and attack the human mess with these people. Well, and the, the kind of the last act of the movie is maybe the most intense because they, they board up in the house. They're, mm-hmm. they're literally putting boards over the windows and he's got a fire going. He's got a big fire going to keep them out from coming in the chimney. And they're like putting furniture up against the doors. And you're seeing these and you're hearing the birds around. And you're not seeing much, but you're but the terror on it, like the acting in that scene was so great because pure terror. That's why I think he used real birds. Yeah, and he just like didn't tell them, and he just let some birds fly around because they're <laughs> genuinely freaking out in that scene. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it's uh, it's very it seems very realistic, like in a way, like the the kind of panic that uh, that you get where you kind of freeze and you don't know what to do and where to go. And there's a scene where Tippy Hedren's just kind of trying to sink into the couch and kind of get into the corner and everyone's just trying to hide and, and kind of get their little space. And yeah, it felt very like a very real reaction. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, because what's happening is they hear the birds outside. They know they're swarming. Yeah. They're breaking the windows. They're pecking through the boards at this point. Yeah. And he has to like nail uh, an armoire or something uh, to the, the, over like the, the boards, door. yeah, 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 and so they know the birds are freaking out and attacking and could get in at any moment, and there's like nothing you can do. There's mm. nothing you can do. You just have to sit here and hope it goes away. It's like a hurricane, right? Yeah, of it, birds. The birds are like a natural disaster in this. I mean, again, they are that climate change, that that unstoppable nature. Yeah, is coming to get you, man. Yeah, it's super super scary, and they really captured the terror. Of being in that situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah. then, uh, so the turning point number two. Yes. Is right after that diner scene uh, and, and everything blows up. Right. And, and the, the birds are legitimately attacking and everybody understands. It's a legitimate bird attack. This is happening and it's not just, uh, you know, people uh, agitating the birds. Yeah. That's the second turning point. And then... <laughs> Uh, and then uh, she says, uh, the the mom freaks out mm-hmm. and is getting mad at her son Mitch because he's not stopping the birds. And and she says, oh, if your father were here, and gets all dramatic. Yes. And then he goes, you know, maybe you should just go make some coffee. <laughs> like, that's the thing she needs. She needs some coffee right now. Yeah. She's gonna settle those nerves with a cup of joe. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. It's the drama. It's the family drama. Yes. That still, even in the midst of this gripping terror, they still carry that through. And so this movie is like, to me, more of a drama mm-hmm. than it is a, a horror film. Well, yeah, they certainly play 
play that correctly. You know, the the mother, especially uh, Jessica Tandy, her fear of losing Mitch to this new woman, her suspicion of the new woman. Uh, Tippi Hedren has a, says a thing about how she never had a mother, and you see them bonding kind of throughout the movie as they trust each other mm-hmm. and their relationship grows. And uh, yeah, it's it really is. Um, it's such a great way of showing rather than telling, you know, they're not telling each other, Oh, now I trust you. Or now I don't. It's, right. It's in the act of getting someone tea or it's in the act of holding someone close when the birds Checking are on there. the kids, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. um, just really, really, really great stuff. Really and, well done. And the last little bit, the last, like, I don't know, 10 minutes, uh, the, they think the birds have passed. She, uh, uh Tippy's character, uh, wakes up, uh, walks upstairs. Here's a bird. Goes to check on it, opens door to a space in the attic where the birds have broken through the roof mm-hmm. and are just yeah, occupying a huge the hole room. in the roof now. And she opens the door, sees the birds, and then just gets attacked by the birds. And yep. I'm kind of like, you know, you you knew they were in there. That one was a you tough really one. Really shouldn't have opened that door. <laughs> There's a scene right before she opens the door where she kind of looks down like maybe I should tell the others that I. Hearing birds in this next room. Hey, guys, let's get ready for I'm this. I'm pretty sure I'm hearing birds in this room. Nope. No, nah, I think I'll just go in, close the door behind me, and mm-hmm. then and then shine the flashlight and see that there's a thousand birds in there. And yeah. then just gasp and continue to get attacked. And again, no no screaming, you know, no calls mm-hmm. for help, no cries for help. Well, maybe she was. That's the thing. I think she was. And But the, maybe. the help came so late, you would, think, you would think they'd have heard the birds or her falling or something. You know, it's a big commotion. It's a commotion. It's a cacophony. That's really what it is. Yeah. That's the word I want. No, it's it's really, it's just so chaotic. In, and uh, that scene, especially where Tippi Hedren's getting attacked by the birds, reminds me of the shower scene in Psycho because it's just the fast cuts. Um, you, you know, you'll see a glimpse of a bird biting the finger and then you cut something else and then you cut back and there's blood on the hand. And uh, it was just such a very detailed kind of uh, way of going about it that I think that's what I love about Hitchcock is just the way he can kind of get you in that grip. He can slowly lead everything. And then when the thing happens, it's just bam, 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 bam. Yeah. And you're just left like, oh, you're just in awe and just kind of stunned. It was just, you know, those scenes were just so stunning to and then, see. And then they have to get her to a hospital. They got to get her to a hospital. In San Francisco. And that's, he turns on the car radio, and which is where we find out this is happening all over the North Bay. Right. And uh, so they, they do eventually get everyone into the car, which is a convertible, which is a, <laughs> a strategic choice. And I love, yeah. by the way, I love that they're in a convertible for all of these scenes. Totally. Because the bird can just rip you through know, that yeah. soft shell that, any that, that canvas top they got. Yeah. They've been crashing and breaking windows. Okay, they can rip through <laughs> right? a canvas top They're of a convertible. They're getting through doors and, and roofs. Yeah. They can bust through a canvas. So they get in, and again, Tippy looks at the mom mm-hmm. and just lays her head on mom's shoulder, and mom comforts her. Right. This mom who's been cold, who ruined the relationship with the school teacher and Mitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, there is that completely unspoken moment where you just, it wraps up that drama mm-hmm. and, and puts a nice little bow on it. Well, the movie just ends. And that's the movie ends like right there, which is why I really feel like this is more of a drama mm-hmm. than it is a horror film because that's the ending of the movie. Yeah, well, absolutely. The, uh, the drama, the the characters kind of have their full arc, right? They, yeah. They they've, you know, at the beginning again, Tippi Hedren in the beginning of this movie is a pathological 
lying socialite with no responsibilities, right. no, no real ambition. Spoiled rich kid. Yeah, and then she, you know, learns to love these this family and yeah. uh care for this family and want to protect this uh the the child, you know, and uh, yeah, every, everybody kind of has that arc. But it it definitely ends on kind of a it's up in the air, man. You don't know what's going to happen. The birds are they, still there. They don't explain the birds. The bird the, the problem we, doesn't go away. We don't know how many people died. It's at least two. There's a definite body count of well the the guy Three, with the eyes four I think because the the explosion the explosion yeah the guy who gets exploded for sure um, the school teacher eventually does get killed yeah. by the birds we we you know come across her body in a very very um, unsettling kind of splayed out on the front porch and the, the little girl the eleven year old saw her die yeah I mean. Somebody needs some counseling. There's pronto. a lot of trauma happening in this. Uh, yeah, these kids are going to need therapy for sure. If yeah. they can get, if they can escape the birds at all, because the birds are still right. out there. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, you know, for for again for one of those things where I think, especially locally, it's kind of the birds, ha ha ha, fun. You know, it's the oh, fun tourist this, thing. This is where it was filmed. Hey, and there's the church, and, and, and they did restore the church, and it is beautiful. Oh yeah, it is fantastic. If you ever get a chance to go out to Bodega Bay. Do yourself a favor and stop by the church. Also, they filmed every scene in this. I know it's just one weekend, but it's like the most beautiful weekend Bodega Bay has ever seen. Because that place is always cold, windy, cloudy, foggy. It is never like warm and sunny. She's on a boat, like just a little rowboat with a motor. And no, that doesn't happen. You're you're, like fighting whitecaps the whole time in the bay. It's never calm there, you know? (laughs) That was the only un- unrealistic, unbelievable thing in this movie. Not the birds attacking, no, but just I the get nice that. weather. I buy that. <laughs> but the weather in Bodega Bay, no, no, no. Who, who are you trying to fool here, no. Mr. Hitchcock? Yeah, right. Thank you. Um, yeah, the birds. There it is. But, you know, like I said, we kind of take it for almost for granted, I think, where we're living. And think of it as just kind of this funny little, oh, isn't that funny that the birds was filmed here? But... It was a very intense movie to watch. Yeah. And the, the fact that there's no music um, made it seem very much more real than it should have felt, probably, I think I guess. Exactly. Exactly. Or, or, or more threatening than it should have felt. You know, the birds... Every second, something could happen. Yeah. The birds feel more dangerous than they really should have. Like, than you really have any right to, you know, yeah. make a bird seem dangerous. But it, uh, it really... It, Kind of blew me away watching it just now. Yeah. So another aspect of the the beauty of Laserdisc is that this Criterion collection. Um, well, this is this isn't Criterion. This is just a. Oh, but oh, it is in the Criterion collection, but this isn't a Criterion. Right. This is the edition. Uh, yeah. For for our listeners who want to know about the disc, um, it's a it's Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. It's an MCA home video release that they did in the mid '80s, where they released them all with the the similar cover, where you have that famous profile. And then you have um, a little either snippet picture of the movie or a snippet from the poster. This is a snippet from the poster where you see the the, uh, the, the drawing of Tippi Hedren protecting herself from birds. But, yeah, they released almost all his major movies kind of in this format um, in, in the 80s in that run. So it's that run. Uh, I... I Got a huge lot uh, the other day of laser discs. I got the Birds and Vertigo and Rear Window and Psycho and all these other movies in that same format. So they all have a different color. This one's got the red background. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them had like a gray background or, a, or an orange background. But it's a cool. It's almost one like I'm trying to figure out how to organize my discs right now. And I usually go alphabetical, but 
these all look so good together mm. that I it would be hard for me to like want to just have them kind of randomly in the collection because it's they look so cool just like flipping through it and like all the different colors. I don't know. I you love might it. have to go uh, like uh, special sections. I'm I don't know. Yeah, I might. I, I'll I'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, this was a, a three sided disc. At the end of the movie, uh, Mr. Hitchcock comes on and uh it's i think it's the trailer for the birds it, it is it yeah. is the trailer yeah and uh we have this great hitchcock trailer where he's talking to the audience at, just like in his tv show as he does yeah if you've ever seen alfred hitchcock presents uh i think is the name of the show yeah. uh he would always come out and introduce something and have a a little laugh mm-hmm. uh, a little joke and he does that here, and uh, but it's so dry, mm-hmm. and he's just uh, you know saying how humans have really helped the birds, and we honor them by using their feathers as pens and hats, and you know the birds have helped us by you know being so fast that we had to invent a shotgun that has now <laughs> have many uses, right. you know, exactly. and uh, and there we honor them. By serving turkey at Thanksgiving, you know, <laughs> and it's very tongue in cheek and it's super dry and I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, he's in this like fancy living room, you know, uh, estate kind of manner. And not very, it, it's, I don't even know if I can do a Hitchcock impersonation, but it's not very, all the birds are here and we have the shotgun and da da da. And then all of a sudden Tippy Hedren bursts in. And they're here, they're here. And then it's the birds, you know, this the, mm-hmm. the end of the trailer. with the Like you've never seen in Technicolor. Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Nothing you've ever seen or imagined. <laughs> and then a quote from Hitchcock. This might be my most terrifying movie I've ever made. Yeah. What if, what if his quote was like, this one's okay. <laughs> I've made scarier movies, but this one's okay. Um, but no, I actually think this might be the scariest. Uh, I did not see a disclaimer that said no birds were harmed in the making of this film. Oh, I got to assume many birds were harmed. I think <laughs> a lot of birds were harmed. Um, I did find some trivia on the number of birds. Um, Hitchcock revealed on the Dick, Dick Cavett show in 68 that 3,200 birds were trained. He said the ravens were the cleverest, the seagulls the most vicious. That, wow. That checks out. That is absolutely true. That checks out. In my experience. Yeah. Um, trained? They trained 3,200 birds? Some uh, Somehow. How I don't do know you how do you that? I don't know how you train how do you do, how do you that like, many birds. What signal do you give a giant flock of birds, a flock of seagulls, as, as if you will? Yeah, you to, tell them to run. You play the synthesizer. Run so far away. And then... <laughs> Thank you for catching that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Rod Taylor, the actor who plays Mitch, claims the seagulls were fed a mixture of wheat and whiskey. <laughs> it was the only way to get them to stand around so much, he said. And the great scene when they're getting Tippy Hedren to the car, right at the very end, Rod Taylor, uh, as Mitch, he's got to walk through this like sea of birds, basically. They're Very so, slowly, tiptoeing. There's so many birds, he's kind of got to kick them out of the way a little bit and... Uh, they uh, did a great parody of that in The Simpsons where Homer had to pick Maggie up from the daycare that one time and all the kids are sucking, oh, that's on, right. sucking on the pacifiers and stuff. Oh, my God. Stuff. I just put that together. Yeah. Crazy. It's, uh, yeah, it's great. A lot of, actually, probably there's probably several. Uh, I, I feel like there's other uh, bird-related. A lot of Hitchcock bits in The Simpsons. Oh, years, yeah. But, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that one came to mind. But, yeah, some very cool. I just, yeah, I can't imagine being on a set with thousands of birds like really like that and uh just the poop alone you know that's the other thing that you the only unbelievable thing is once the house gets like demolished there's not a lot of like bird poop 
Like there was a thousand sparrows in there. Nowhere. You didn't see a lot of the dirt. But no. uh, that's Mm-mm. that's movie magic for you. Yeah. Um, also, last thing, the schoolhouse in Bodega um, has been known to have been haunted. Well, it's a very old building. And uh, even before the movie, yeah, uh, Tippi Hedren and the entire cast were spooked to be there. And then once they told Alfred Hitchcock how spooked they were, he was like, good. Use it. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. I knew I liked this place. <laughs> He's like, I know. Uh, yeah. I'm Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think we're filming here? The master of suspense. Yeah. Um, He's done it again. He did it again with the birds. One of the greats. That, that I really, oh. I, 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 oh, Al. I gained a newfound respect for the movie watching it here with you, and uh, I'm, I'm really glad we chose this one. And we'll definitely be doing more Hitchcock. And uh, that's it. That's Laser Discourse for you. Anything else about the birds, Nick? Man, uh, just no. I just don't want to go outside ever again. Yeah. I think we're going to spend the rest of the day indoors. Yeah. Shut the windows. <laughs> Board them up. Board them up. And uh, we'll watch Cats <laughs> after this. <laughs> Paging Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was trying to think of the other, you know, any other movie with, with a bunch of animals going berserk. There's things like Cujo and, uh, you know, an, a killer alligator or, or Jaws with a shark. But mm-hmm. the, the idea of the, just the number of birds, really. Piranha. Piranha, a lot of piranha and piranha. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's a good one. But, mm-hmm. yeah, the birds, man, you can't escape them. Like, no. That was really the thing that, that gets you. It's like it's, you, Everybody will have been around a bunch of birds at some point, and it's always going to be in your head where, what if? I mean, what if? What if? That's, that's why it's so great that he didn't explain it, because yeah. they wouldn't be able to, and neither would you if this happened. Mm-hmm. You know? That's why it's always going to be in my head now that, what if? I mean, what if? What if they just turn on you? Yeah, you never know. You never know.